Tennesseans are being deprived of good stewardship with respect to the General Assembly and their right to arms. Sure, we have a number of great legislators who would, if they had the power to do so, return our state government to what the founders intended. It is apparent, however, that these individuals are not at the helm of our ship of state. It is being steered instead by powers that are not known to us, or at least not named. Is that akin to Voldemort and Harry Potter? That was the name that could not be spoken in that fantasy. I wonder what ours is in present-day reality. That overarching lord was not without his legion of doers. He could not work everywhere, and as such, needed minions to see his will achieved. We never hear the name of him who would deny us our rights as written in the constitutions. We're just told that there is an entity out there in the ethers that exist, and evidently, there is nothing we can do that will dissuade their actions to deny us the due we are owed with respect to the enjoyments of our rights, the constitutions and oaths of office notwithstanding. Last week, we heard the chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee say about the governor's bill, This gets the ball further down the field. Is it everything I may have wanted in a bill that creates permitless carry? No. Not all he wanted, but good nonetheless, in intimating we need to bide our time and wait for whatever the force is that allows us to take advantage of the rights enshrined in our constitutions. You look back in 10 or 12 years, and these same law enforcement groups are going to see how it worked. The citizens of the state um, were able to carry without permission from the state, and all these problems that they foresaw didn't happen because it that same pattern has repeated itself about four times just just since I've been in office. 10, 12 years, really? More than a decade? I mean, I think if it goes well, um, people have to get comfortable with something first before you you can open up the door fully. And so this is a great first step that we've been trying to get this step now for over a decade. I certainly hope we don't have to wait that much longer again to get real constitutional carry. Good thing government does not control our speech or worship. Can you imagine if they did? Luckily, those aspects of our lives are free from coercion by the state police, huh? Anyway, we are lucky our public servants are on our side in this quest for the ability to enjoy the rights granted by God and simply managed by government. In that same speech referenced earlier, we are told that another branch of service we pay for is not really on the people's side. But there's not a group that is opposed to the expansion of citizens to carry guns more than law enforcement. Uh, they've, they opposed the regional permitting system back in 1995. Uh, Lieutenant, former Lieutenant Governor Ramsey, who sponsored that bill at that time, uh, he used to tell me about how he had, he had to fight tooth and nail against the chiefs, the sheriffs, uh, TBI, everybody, just to get the permit system. Imagine that. A group of employees paid for by you advocating to take away those things which belong to you, having to be fought tooth and nail to keep them from encroaching on your Second Amendment rights. If that was any other group of hired hands under contract from a different master, and never forget the people are the true masters of government, I suspect they might be looking for different employment. Yet, we're expected to not harbor ill will at the tactics they use against us. A member of the House Finance Committee seems to agree on this point. Representative Todd. Thanks, sir. And, and another point of clarification, uh, two different speakers now have mentioned how 
certain groups represent all law enforcement across this state, and I call bull on that one. We've talked to individual police chiefs, individual sheriffs, and they have stated emphatically that this, these groups do not, in fact, represent them. So I would submit to the, to the committee that those statements are, in fact, false, and that should not even be considered by this committee. Could it be that the same dark force who strangles the legislature against your rights has power over law enforcement, too? By the way, each of them takes that same oath to protect and defend the constitutions of the state and union, and we have concurrence once again from a committee member. Chairman Todd, you recognize me. Thank you, Chairman. And I, I would just remind us of our oath of office, and these law enforcement officers take the same oath to uphold the Constitution, the Constitution of the United States. In that Constitution, it enumerates several of our rights. They're not exclusive, but it enumerates several, the second of which is the citizen's right to keep and bear arms, and it shall not be infringed. This body and bodies before us have definitely infringed on that right to come in here and testify that their members are all opposed to something that is quite frankly against their oath of office is is surprising to me and i don't know how they justify it to say i believe in the second amendment but should never come out of anybody's mouth that's taken that oath but we hear it all the time so i just implore folks to really search your souls on this one because this comes down to our oath of office plain and simple thank you the Supreme Court in Heller cited an opinion by the Georgia Supreme Court, which it said perfectly captured the way in which the operative clause of the Second Amendment, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, furthers the purpose announced in the Prefactory Clause, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The Georgia court said, The right of the whole people, old and young, men, women, and boys, and not militia only, to keep and bear arms of every description, and not such merely as are used by the militia, shall not be infringed, curtailed, or broken in upon, in the smallest degree. And all this for the important end to be attained, the rearing up and qualifying of a well-regulated militia, so vitally necessary to the security of a free state. The Second Amendment does not qualify a type of firearm permitted to the people, yet our leadership does. Just this last week, a highly placed person in that August group said, Well, I would say yeah, it is constitutional carry in the aspect of you have a right to carry a handgun. Um, you know, you can carry a firearm right now. It just can't be loaded, but you can have the, the bullets in a backpack if you so choose. Curious. I'm sure he did not mean to mislead, but if ammunition is within grasp, that firearm is considered loaded by law enforcement. To quote Ronald Reagan, the trouble with our, insert any modifier here that works in describing our friends, is not that they're ignorant, it's just that they know so much that isn't so. The governor's bill is indeed a step in the right direction, and I will not advocate against such directional change, certainly better than going backwards. However, it could in fact be far better, even if not achieving what the Constitution demands. What we do seek is our real friends who take their oath of office to heart, and not some simple muttering of necessity prior to doing business. Friends that we have delegated high powers to by virtue of the system of governance that rightfully belongs to the people to amend the current legislation to at least allow the permitless carrier to enjoy the places and privileges equal to the so-called enhanced permit permissions currently in place. 
put these choices in front of the people's representatives and measure them by their votes. No hiding behind voice votes in committee, and anyone who does not ask to be listed as no votes yes, but which still lets the collective say they were never confronted with the choice. Confront them and take down their names. With the current federal administration, we do not have decades to let the cauldron bubble and hope the soup comes out good. The stand is with or against the people and their rights. There is no middle ground.